Drill, baby, drill. He had such enormous fun that he called for another elephant to come. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. America, stay out the bushes. Stay out the bushes. Jet is a mess. And welcome to a Wednesday. So it's Wednesday. Last day of November. I think you're going to say last day of the week. Well, then that too. It's a joke that we kind of have around here. As soon as we make it to Wednesday, we're like, yeah, week's over. You know, you just got to get to Thursday. It. And then Friday, pff, slam dunk. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Um, a Wednesday, November 30th episode edition of The Elephants in the Room. Which uh, also we forgot to celebrate our 50th episode this season, which was Monday's episode. So hopefully you all caught that in the title. Yeah, the big 5 50. Big 5 no, we're on 5-1. Maybe we'll remember to do something big for 100. And then probably we should just start a new season. Well, probably. Well, maybe we'll start a new season in the new year. Oh. Throwing me a curveball. That means we only have a few episodes left in this season. Yeah. Okay. You heard it here, folks. All good things, First, must, here, all good folks. things, all good things must come to an end. <laughs> uh, I broke a cardinal rule of mine today. What was that? I put up Christmas decorations before the month of December started. Oh. Well, it was at night, so... You got, you've got... It looks like you have ashes on your forehead. It looks like you just went to mass. Oh, I thought you were going to say there was like a spider on my forehead, and that <laughs> is something that needs to Why would you go to spider? Why would you go to spider? Because anything else can just wait until after the show. But anyway. It was going to distract me. It was one of those things where I was just going to be just staring at it and be like, you know, molly, 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 molly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So are you going to tell people what we put up? Or We're not even done. We only did a little bit. We did like maybe 10%. Well, 10% by the time we're done with it. Well, I think so. So, of course, we're inflatable people. Literally, 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 we we are inflated. No, um, uh, we are people who enjoy the fine art of displaying uh, holiday inflatables on our front lawn. Whether it's Halloween, Thanksgiving, we have a turkey. His name's Derpy, Derpy the turkey. Yeah, so we had to take him down today because <laughs> Thanksgiving's over. And Thanksgiving's Thanksgiving's been over for quite some time, and we've had him up for quite some time. And uh, you know, it was just like you know what, just. I'm out here doing derpy. Let me put up a new one that we haven't been able to use yet. And it was one that Katie found at the Goodwill bins. Now, for those of you without a bins near you, Katie, can you explain what the bins are? Yes. First of all, the bins are the best thing, and you need to go once in your life. Yes, you have to go to the bins at least once. Well, you can't go once. It's like Pringles. Once you pop, yeah. the fun don't stop. Literally, the only reason we don't go here very often is because it's 20 minutes away, and there's a line, and they restrict how many people go in, and it's stupid. But anyway, the bins are, so at your Goodwill, 
Um, not everything gets sold within a month. I know, shocking. Um, and so whatever makes it through like the dollar day gets thrown to the outlets. And sometimes it's stuff that never ended up at the store because they just like had too much. And so they throw it at the outlet. And at the outlet, they just have giant bins full of clothes and other stuff just thrown in. And so then you go and pick through it and you pick whatever you want. And then you pay by the pound. Yep. So pay it, by the pound. Yeah. So here I think it's a like a dollar forty nine a pound or something. Mm-hmm. And ours in Phoenix is obviously very big because we're a huge metropolitan area. So our warehouse actually has a huge front section that's just clothes, and then a back section that's like stuff. Um, I've never been in the stuff part. I'm always in the clothes part, but I, they got like all kinds of stuff, like furniture, re- electronics. I don't know. I've never been in there. But I met, I was in one of the bins for clothes and someone had thrown this inflatable. It was like in a box still. I was like, well, I'll try it like for basically like $2 maybe when you weigh it. Let's just try it. If it doesn't work, like it was $2. Brought it home, plugged it in. It works. Works perfectly. It's awesome. It's this, it's this kind of. And it probably would have been like $50 online. Like inflatables are shockingly oh, cheap. Oh, legit. Well, this, the bear goes up and down. Yeah. So it's like a jack-in-the-box bear that goes up and down. And I mean, it's at least a $50 inflatable. It, it, it might be more than that. It's a really nice inflatable. And it's a pretty good size, too. Yeah. It's not like the, like the 25-foot Christmas tree we saw today. No, no. It's not that big. It's that pro- was something else. It's across from Starfire. Probably four feet. Was it as tall as me? Three and a half. Okay, yeah, three, and three, and half. half three and a half, four. Yeah. It's a good size. It's a good size. We got a nice prominent position out there. And then the we you did a couple of things. You put lights on a bush. Yeah, so I noticed around the burning, here the burning bush. <laughs> I noticed around here a lot of people put lights on their bushes. I was like, Oh, that's so smart. So we found a pair of light a string of lights at Goodwill for like three bucks. And as I was unraveling, it was actually two strings of lights. So we really looked out. Mm-hmm. And they work. Um, and so we have a long extension cord and I just threw them all over our flower bush thing that's in the front. This is essentially going to act as a trip wire to anyone who tries to yeah. come, come to our front so, door. So like hopefully UPS delivery people recognize that there is a giant we're gonna, cord. We're going to need to adjust that the cord where it is because I mean <laughs> this is a legit Viet Cong booby trap that we have. <laughs> we have laid out there for our, for our faithful delivery drivers who do drive the economy. Um, um, yeah, it's like a liability, actually. <laughs> yeah, and then my favorite thing is our neighbors put little Santa hats on their cactus. Yes. I was like, oh my gosh, I love that. So we found a bunch of Santa hats at Goodwill, like a dollar or two each. So got a bunch of them and threw them all over our prickly pears. Yeah. But they don't light up, so like, can't really see them right now. One of them lights up. One does light up, and that's probably not going to make it through the night. <laughs> but whatever. It's going to shock the neighborhood when they wake up in the morning. Um, so are, that we was doing, a, are we doing the show? Are yeah, we? that was a lot of Christmas. You can't just have me talk about Christmas decorations and not expect it to go for a long time. Well, that and the bins. Yeah, the bins is a very is a very emotional subject around these parts. We're we're big fans of the bins. Big bins. <gasps> That's what I should make you do for my birthday. Go to the bins with me. We go to the bins. Okay. Anyway, what are we talking about today? <laughs> The bins. <laughs> no. <laughs> We've decided. So, How can I tie in the bins to politics? Uh, well, let's just talk about trash. <laughs> and uh, 
specifically the Atlantic magazine, which used to be reputable back in the day, used to be a great read, used to be a great monthly pickup, you know, and I had to take the Metro all the time. I get it for, get, just grab copies from, you know, where I was working because it's the kind of person I was. And, um, <laughs> and, um, but anyway, so I woke up and a message uh, from chat group that I am in had showed this article article from Mark uh, Leibovich. And for those of you who don't, who don't know who Mark Leibovich is, he is a uh, left-wing journalist who writes long-form journalism pieces for, I guess, The Atlantic and The New Yorker, New York Times Magazine, and whatever. Um, anyways, he came out with a piece today that says, Just wait until you get to know Ron DeSantis. People who haven't met him think he's a hot commodity. People who have met him aren't so sure. <laughs> people who have never met him don't know about him. Like that's no, no, no. It's people who have met him aren't so sure. Oh, okay. So, so what he's saying is, well, the people who know him, know him, know him, know. You know, there's there's something off about the guy. So I was curious because, of course, the first initial reaction to this was like, "Okay, this is this, okay. We, we got a hit piece here. Okay, we got a, the first Ron DeSantis hit piece here. You got a Start Ron DeSantis early. hit piece." Um, so my first question was, "Well, who are these people saying this? Who are these people who know him who aren't so sure?" Um, he was standoffish in general. The Virginia Republican Barbara Comstock said uh, she's a former House colleague of Ron DeSantis. Barbara Comstock voted to impeach Trump, if I remember correctly. Probably. There you go. I don't know. Okay, I could I can confirm that very quickly for everyone. But uh, but if I if I if I remember correctly, she was she was one of the folks who uh, on on uh, on our side who uh, who said. Uh, who, who uh, yeah, she gave away the money donated to her campaign for, for Donald Donald Trump, um, just um, just she's just a a real whack job. So anyway, she's one of them. And then the next person was call said he was a strange no eye contact oddball. He says Rick Wilson, a Republican media consultant. A Republican media consultant, Rick Wilson, you may also know him as one of the co-founders of the Lincoln Project. Mm. Rick Wilson is also one of the co-founders of the Lincoln Project, who was well aware of what his uh, other co-founder, John Weaver, liked to do with young men. Mm. Mm. Yeah, we don't need to get in those details. Sorry, I made a face, which I realize no one can see. Yeah, it was great radio. Yeah. Yeah, so Rick Wilson, uh, friend of uh, sexual predators, friend and protector of sexual predators, doesn't like Ron DeSantis. And then here we go. I'd rather have my teeth pulled out without anesthetic than be on a boat with Ron DeSantis, says Mac Stepanovich. Who? A Tallahassee lobbyist who left the Republican Party over Trump. Wait, these are all just positive. So here we go. So here we go. We've got three people who have left the Republican Party who hate Donald Trump, who just go, we hate Ron DeSantis. This is why, and, and Mark Leibovich says, you want to know what? This is a red flag here. This is a red flag. Then he gets to a fourth red flag. This is from, this is a Carlos Cubello, a former Republican congressman from Florida, served DeSantis in the House, knows DeSantis, 
Um, I think he's going to run into some challenges. It's that question that often comes up in politics. The question of, would you want to have a beer with him? Everything else checks the box. He is smart and competent and committed to his ideology. He just has to humanize himself. And this is where I ask, does he? Does he? I mean, he can't come off as a stiff. He can't come off as boring. And he can't come off as anything less than a full-throated fighter. Because that's what's expected. Right? But, you know, let's go back to our most recent Republican president, Donald Trump. Donald Trump's pitch was, you know, you don't always get what you want. That's his campaign theme song, right? Donald Trump's pitch was never... You're going to love me. Donald Trump's pitch was, I'm going to deliver. Right? I'm competent. I get things done. Right. I know, how to, I know how to get things done. This country's a mess. I can fix it. Here's my track record. I'm going to ruffle some feathers. I'm not after 100. Well, you might, you, you, sometimes you do think he's after 100% universal adoration. But he, does, he did come across in that 2016 campaign of, I'm not looking for universal adoration or universal acceptance. I'm here to make things work. Right? Yeah. That's the pitch. I am going to fight on your behalf. I'm going to fight on the behalf of people who, have not, who feel like they have not been listened to. That was his pitch. And I probably in the minority on this, but I hate this stupid thing of like, is it a, is, are they a likable person? Could I have a beer with them? Who cares? I don't care. Just do the job. I'm never going to have a beer with you. You know why? Because you're the president of the United States. I'm never going to meet you. So like, what do I care if I could have a beer with you? Right. And I don't drink beer. So it's all stupid. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, and that's really, (laughs) I mean, really, that's the thing. Like, do you want your drinking buddy to be president of the United States? Now, I will say the chat group that I'm in, I would love for any of these people to be president of the United States, the chat group that this came up in. But I was just thinking about this, like this idea, oh, he has to humanize himself. Why? He just has to go, I'm going to fight on your behalf. I'm going to work tirelessly. Like, yeah, I'm, 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 I, I mean, he went to Yale and Harvard, right? I mean, that's like the two biggest check. Those are the two biggest cons against him, right? <laughs> he went to Yale and Harvard, right? Those are the two biggest points against Ron DeSantis. And, and so, like, but, but he can play that fighter card. Like, like, I'm the fighter nerd. And, you know, like, like Ted Cruz tried to pull. He's just got to be more likable than Ted Cruz. Because, like, Ted Cruz, like, just... He's become more likable over the years, but I think that's just because he's embraced who he actually is, like to some respect. You know, like just embrace who you are. It's got to be that authenticity. If you're authentic these days, it goes a long, it goes a long way these days. Um, but anyways, I just read that article and because it was the first thing that was sent to me this morning, and I just thought, gosh, this is just a whole bunch of absolute hogwash. And to top it off, you know, it just. I think it just completely misses the mark of of uh, of where we are. Um, moving on quickly, the economy. Uh, well, I guess I guess the, the I guess the pivot the pivot would be speaking of twenty twenty four and why it's important as we vet these candidates. The economy is in absolute shambles, and yet. No one voted the idiots out. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so let's not forget, what were President Biden's last remarks on the economy? Now this happened they're kind of during around the Thanksgiving break, so maybe not everyone saw this. Okay, what he said. He said the economy is strong as hell. Who said that? Biden. Uh, You're going to hell, Stanley. H-E double hockey sticks. H-E-L-L double hockey sticks. Is that how we want a president to talk? Right? Isn't that true? Isn't that true? Do we want him using four-letter words? Yeah. What the heck? The ADP jobs report came in today. We lost 100,000 manufacturing jobs. The only increase was leisure and hospitality. This often means people picking up second jobs. That's right. 86,000 jobs left in the goods-producing sector. Um, it's... Um, it's obviously been a bloodbath uh, for corporate workers. The corporate workers have been have been getting whacked over the past couple of months, um, but it looks like it's starting to hit hit the other sectors of the economy now as well. Which is, I still find shocking because when I think manufacturing, I still think that manufacturing is one of those areas where there's been a difficulty to get labor, right? Like their labor yep. costs have increased so much. It surprises, it's a, it's it's concerning to kind of hear that. Um, so that's just one of the things that was, so that was kind of one of the economic headlines today. The, uh, the other uh, thing that I saw today was more Americans tapping buy now, pay later Ooh. for holiday gifts. Oh boy. That's not going to come back now, to buy, bite them. Buy now, pay later. You're, you, do you, do you want it? Let me hand it over to you. Can you tell us about buy now, pay later? Yeah. So there are lots of companies that do it. One of them is a firm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like on every e-commerce site, like for something that's like $20. Oh, I think the, a lot of them have like a minimum of like $50, but so $50, I'm sorry. If you can't pay for $50 today, you should not be buying whatever it is. Like what mm-hmm. kind of financial state are you in? Like, no, unless it's a true necessity. Yeah. But like, probably you're not buying that online. What's a true necessity that you need to buy online? That's true. That's a good point. That, that would, a firm would be a payment option for. Yes. Um, so that's buy now, pay later. So it's like, it's just a different kind of credit. It's like layaway. Yeah. Kind of. Except with layaway. Yeah. I don't know if a firm requires a social security number or not. Cause I've obviously never used it, but. So, uh, the research that I've done, and they all work a little bit differently. Differently, um, but anyways, this is this is this is the uh, this is the new thing. Uh, buy now, pay later payments jumped eighty five percent. Yeesh. Uh, week over week, you know. So obviously, it's it was Black Friday and all that, but. Uh, huge, 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 huge uh, um, 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 story here that's happening. The uh, the second thing this is this is kind of linked to the article. Fifty six percent of shoppers who have made have made a buy now pay later purchase that they couldn't pay off. Uh oh. Forty three percent said that if uh, on a big purchase that, that if it had a buy now pay later option they would be more likely to buy it 
All right. So consumers like it. Consumers like it, but... Are you morally against this or No, 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 no. I'm not I'm not going down that. I'm not going down that road because at the end of the day, you can't I don't really I'm not really interested in being in the business of telling people what they can and cannot do with their money that they may or may not have. Right? Like, <laughs> their non existent money. Like if you want to go into personal bankruptcy, like God bless you, go ahead. Like I guess the only thing that offends me at the end of the day is that at some point like my tax dollars are going to be directed towards this sort of recovery or bailout that's going to need to happen. Yeah. Um, when it hits the fan. So like, that's the, that's the thing that, that bothers me. But like in these companies, like I don't really have a problem with it either because they're offering an alternative service. Yeah. Right. And like, there are people who don't have credit cards. There are people who right. don't have bank accounts. This is alternative financing. At the end of the day, that like, that's like, there's no, I'm not, I'm not going down that road. Well, I don't know if you know the answer to this, but can you use a firm in conjunction with a credit card? Like, can you lay away and you're paying it off with the credit card or do you have to pay it off with a bank account? But I guess the incentive for the firm is if you pay it on time, you don't have any interest, right? Yeah. Is that it? Because you could do the same thing on a credit card, but you'll have to pay interest. Yeah. So is that the... Yeah, I mean, a firm a firm does, I mean, yeah, I mean, it gets, that's how they make their money, right, on, like, the late fees, and I think they do charge a fee if, if they do a credit card or something like that. Yeah. But, I mean, that's for a firm and Visa to figure out, you know, or a firm and MasterCard to figure out. Um, um, that's like robbing Paul to pay Mary or whatever the... What's the right term? It's just two billionaires fighting each other. <laughs> that's all it is. <laughs> Um, All right. Um, so I just wanted to pass that along uh, as like this 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 growing trend. Um, where are we on time? We're good. Oh, we're good. We're good. Um, this rail strike. Can't wait to get to that. But we'll go to the rail strike. Let's first. do the. I just want to do the. I want to do the rail strike real quick. Okay. Just because Joe Biden rode Amtrak every day. No, he didn't. <laughs> Like the conductor that congratulated him, congratulated him on his, you know, like his, of a rail strike and Congress. So this is so basically this has been this has been going on for months and months and months and months and months. And it's about freight rail, which is extraordinarily oh, important yeah. to our country. That like, actually is important. Extraordinarily important. And the unions want a new contract. All the union workers want a new contract, and of course, it's been fighting, fighting, fighting. And so Biden has been, Union Biden has been stepping in, trying to make everything work. And finally, they're at the crux of this, of the union workers are going on strike. It's the holiday season. Biden has put his foot down as Union Joe, and he said, I'm siding with the businesses. Hey, Congress, you have the authority under this 1926 Railway Labor Act to impose a deal on these people. This is the deal. We're going to impose it. So now Congress, Congress is imposing, imposing this labor deal. I just wanted to pass that along as just in case you hear about the rail strike and you don't know what it is, that's what it is, essentially, is that Joe Biden has decided to uh, stick it to the workers. Let's get to, let's get to the headline that, that you're, you're excited for. Oh, 
Uh, okay, well, let's just do the electric vehicle one real quick. Okay. Well, electric vehicles do nothing. Uh, between uh, this is, I found read this in Ars Technica. Uh, according to Argonne National Lab, between 2010 and the end of 2021, so that's an 11-year period, the United States bought more than 2.1 million plug-in vehicles, including 1.3 million battery electric vehicles. Argonne estimates that despite all these plug-ins, national gasoline consumption was reduced by just 0.54% in 2021. Solid. There you go. So just remember, you buying a Tesla doesn't do anything except enrich Elon Musk. Wait, so 2.1 million. How many cars are in America? Oh, it's like 276 million. Okay, so how much would we actually save if everybody had one? Well, I would assume a lot. Hold on. 270 mm-hmm. divided by 2 times, you said 0. 0.54? Uh, 72? That doesn't sound right. 72%? Because uh, that's going to be their argument. Well, everyone doesn't do it. Well, I mean, that's the thing. But, but here, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, but that is their argument. That's why they want to raise gasoline prices. That's why there's no more domestic oil exploration in America. I want to know how much it would reduce, not nationally, but worldwide. It would mean nothing because right. India and China are still pumping more pollution in the atmosphere than we are. Right, because like, who cares if we're reducing our national one? If they make everyone do it and like the whole country is like doing their part, mm-hmm. if that only makes a 0.54 dent in the world, why are we inconveniencing ourselves? It's idiotic. It's stupid. All okay. right, let's get to the headline that you liked. Okay. Brittany Griner facing homophobia and 16-hour workdays in Russian prison. Oh, are other countries not as awesome as America? Interesting. <laughs> first off, first off, one, 100% agree, right? 16-hour 16 workdays. Right. It's not orange is the new black. Okay. That's not, she's not going to, she's not going to lady camp. Right. She's going to, she's going to Siberian work camp. Second of all, I loved this headline because it, it proves, well, it doesn't prove. It's just another exhibit in the long list of exhibits that we have to show where the minds of the modern day leftist is. And, you know, it's not in the horrifying conditions that Brittany Griner has to face every day. It's on the fact that she she might be subjected to homophobia. <laughs> you know, the Siberian work camp thing, hey, listen, you know, like if you speak out against, you know, the state, you're going to Siberia, but really they shouldn't be facing but homophobia. She's been sentenced, right, and lost her appeal. So what is yeah. how long is her sentence? Nine years. How many? Nine. Nine. Nine years. Have fun, lady. Yeah. It's always a good, you know, pro tip to look into the laws in the country in which you are traveling. Just a pro tip. It's a good pro tip to never go to a totalitarian country if you're that an American. That it's like a really, really, really good pro tip because they might just kidnap you for some horrific criminal, just so that they hope they have leverage to get back some horrific criminal that the United States has in jail. Just remember that. Right. I like I am not outraged by this thing at all because No. This is all this was all preventable. Yes. 
One, you didn't have to go to Russia. Two, if you went to Russia, you could have, I don't know, not brought an illegal substance into the country. Like, this was all preventable. Like, right. play stupid games, win stupid prizes. I 100% don't feel bad for her. Sorry. All okay. right. Um, what is... What? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is what we're at. This is what we're ending with? Well, you wanted to end on something holiday food themed, so we'll do some sort of... We'll do we can some do that on Friday. We can do that on Friday, if this is better. All right. All right. Um, I hate to break it to... I guess they're doing another Avatar. Yeah. They're doing another Avatar. That. I'm sure there's going to be something about some sort of trans pedophile. However, the Oscar for picture, best picture will go to Cocaine Bear. <laughs> Please explain what this is. All right. So Cocaine Bear is a, um, I would say, a theatrical retelling of a true story, which was that uh, in uh, September 1985, uh, there was a drug smuggler uh, carrying cocaine over the southeastern United States. Um, what happened was is that uh, he had to uh, ditch um, cocaine over. Um, <laughs> he had to ditch cocaine, and uh, a bear found uh, in in Kentucky uh, found uh, a seventy pound bag of cocaine and ingested it. And it didn't die immediately. Um, Apparently not. The, uh, the the so basically so so what happened was is essentially that he ate the bag and just like his body exploded, like his organs exploded. That's the real story. Oh. So basically, what the horror story? Well, I guess it's a horror comedy. I would consider it snakes on a plane. I mean, this is snakes. This is the modern snakes on a plane. Uh, for those of you who have not seen Snakes on a Plane, you should Im- watch Snakes on a Plane immediately. It is one of the great movie masterpieces of sure. all time. Uh, the soundtrack, wonderful. I mean, just from start to finish, Snakes on a Plane is a is a comedic thrill ride. Cocaine Bear looks like it is going to so rival instead, it. instead, in the movie, he doesn't immediately die. He, no. like, becomes a crazy He goes bear. on a rampage throughout the town. <laughs> yep. He goes on an absolute rampage. Yep. Yep. Cocaine Bear. February 2023. Amazing. It's a movie that might get me to go to a movie theater. I don't think I'm going to go, but it's, it was funny when I read the headline. Yeah. Cocaine Bear. No, this is, uh, it's, uh, the trailer is, uh, hysterical. He has a nickname, Pablo Escobar. (laughs) He overdosed on 40 kilos of cocaine dropped by Andreas, Andrew Thomas. What is the legal limit for a bear on cocaine? Not 40 kilograms. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Andrew Thornton, a notorious narcotics police officer turned drug smuggler. Oh, good. Andrew Thornton. He had knives, a couple of pistols, $4,500 in cash, and a duffel bag filled with 75 pounds worth of cocaine, of 75 pounds of cocaine worth $15 million at the time. Oh, my. 
All right. So, you know, let us know if you want to go see Cocaine Bear and your thoughts on it. Otherwise, we will see you on Friday. Well, you won't see us. You'll hear us. Uh, I always say see. The people know what I'm saying. The people know what I'm saying. The people should go see Cocaine Bear. All right. Love your face. Love see you. you Friday. Drill, baby, drill. He had such enormous fun that he called for another elephant to come. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. America, stay out the bushes. Stay out the bushes. Jet is a mess. <laughs> <laughs>